Well, hello, my awesome friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today, as always, and be sure to check out the product of the week. You voted. It won yesterday, the COQ10 Ubiquinol. Incredibly good formula. I encourage you all yesterday to do research on it and read about it. We have numerous articles on the website that you can read all the time at healthmasters.com. COQ10 on sale right now for over 10% off. Be sure to check it out. And one of the first things that I wanted to, I was reading about this morning, and this is something that's very interesting now, is we're seeing more and more, and I talked about this yesterday, and I'm going to keep extrapolating on it more over the next coming weeks because there's a lot of research that is finally starting to hit the internet over studies. Because remember, true research studies, when they gather data and they correlate information, they see if there's a statistical significant when they look at this, if it's significant, it takes time to put these studies together. Usually it takes years, and then they have to gather the data, and then they have to explain the data in most cases and put it out for the public to see and or the peer review it and so forth. This is what was so contradictory about when Pfizer and Moderna did a 90-day clinical trial with brand-new RNA gene therapy, and the sense was – there's, there wasn't even enough time to do even a remote amount of research or long-term testing, much less put together a legitimate clinical trial. You cannot figure out if a vaccine is effective in three months, period. Even if you took a normal, just a normal-based vaccine such as simply the measles vaccine and went to test it out in a three-month clinical trial, there is no way you could find out if it was clinically effective at actually truly producing measles antibodies that protected that individual for any extended period of time. There would be no way to know because the clinical trial shut off after 90 days. So is that person going to have relapse? Is that person going to have an immune response later on? Is their immune system going to start tapering down? Are they going to get measles if they get exposed to it again? Are they going to have a reoccurrence? There's no way to tell. This is why vaccines have always had years and years and years of clinical data that they gather before they even can remotely put something together as far as an assessment to forward it to the FDA to get approval. That's why we all knew this whole thing was a complete and total sham because there was none of that. None of that was done, and even the data that was released by the federal judge per the FDA trying to block it and Pfizer trying to block it, the hundreds, hundreds of thousands of pages that got released in 55,000-page increments, if you remember last spring and summer, it showed very clearly that there was a significant problem with this shot, and Pfizer knew there were horrific side effects to it. Now, it's in, one thing about this is now a lot of the research I'm starting to find is that majority of the countries that were high vaccinated rate, meaning the mass majority of the population was either vaxxed or boosted, such as Europe countries, such as United States, they're the only countries that are still dealing with COVID and stuff right now. You look at a lot of the other African countries, they had hardly any type of COVID vaccinations that rolled out there, yet COVID isn't even a thing. You look at Portugal, which is the complete opposite. Portugal had a 95% vaccination compliance rate and 70% boosted, yet you now see many people are dying in 2022 as they were in 2021, actually higher numbers from COVID than even in 2020 in the height of the pandemic without any type of vaccine. 
I'm going to repeat that. The death rate from COVID in Portugal is now higher than it was in 2020, as it, it higher in 2022 than it was in 2020. Meaning the death rate's actually continually going up in Portugal, even though they've continually gotten shot after shot after shot after shot after shot. This makes no logical sense whatsoever when you look at all-cause mortality going up in a country that allegedly took a shot that was supposed to protect everyone. Well, now you have the research study that has come out now. A lot more people have been starting to cover it, and it was it's titled Rational Harm-Benefit Assessment by Age Groups Are Required for Continued COVID-19 Vaccination. Now, we covered this very briefly in when it first got released, but we really didn't go into detail on it. And the author of it is, is structural biologist, I'm probably going to butcher this, Pangus Polycretis, and a board-certified cardiologist, Dr. Peter McCullum. You know that. And so they came to the conclusion through the data in this peer-reviewed study that 279 athletes in the United States have died from cardiac arrest directly after taking the COVID shot or any specific time frame. The study cited data found from 2021 to 2022, at least 1,616 cardiac arrests have been globally documented in vaccinated athletes, with 1,114 of those being fatal. The data showed that between 2021 and 2022, American athletes made up 279 of those mortalities. Now, here's the part, here's the numbers that really start to get concerning. Athletes have a lower chance of cardiac arrest and sudden cardiac death as compared to non-athletes. A 2016 U.S. study calculated that non-athletes compared to athletes have a 20 times higher chance of sudden cardiac death. One of the reasons is because athletes are continually screened out for common cause of sudden death for playing on the field, such as hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which makes up about 50% of sudden cardiac deaths of athletes which means the extensive screening is what makes competitive level sports actually safer for the athletes than everyday sporting activities or the alleged, you know, weekend warrior, so to speak, McCullough argued. He pointed out to a European study that tracked sudden cardiac deaths in European athletes over 38 years. This was from 1966 to 2004. The study reported 1,101 sudden cardiac deaths over that interval. That would mean an estimated of only 29 deaths per year in that time frame if you look at it from the actual amount of individuals that were involved in that study. Compared to Europe right now, where we looked at the United States and Europe, in a one-year interval, we're at 1,616 cardiac arrest in one-year time span. McCullough said, looking at the data, there's no doubt that sudden cardiac deaths have massively increased following vaccinations. However, since most of the sudden cardiac deaths in the media are professional competitive players, McCullough added that collecting data from athletes in college, high school, and other leagues would give a much more comprehensive picture of what is actually happening. He pointed to studies that have shown high myocarditis increases following COVID-19 vaccinations. We talked about a few of these prior to the pandemic. A 2017 study in Finland found that myocarditis rates were 19.5 per million for children ages 15 years and younger. This is what I told you started to get very troubling when they started to roll the shot out. So 19.5 children per million for children ages 15 and younger. Well, the data released by the CDC in June 2021, research expected myocarditis rates and vaccinated from 12 to 17, just 12 to 17, a five-year age span, to be at 
63 cases per million. This is the CDC's own data. We talked about this earlier, the last year in August when they published this, and they tried to play it off like, oh, those numbers are still acceptable. 63 children out of a million from 12 to 15, 12 to 17 are getting myocarditis that are fully vaccinated. That's not normal. A study of researchers from Kaiser Performte published in August 2022 estimated myocarditis would be 186 cases out of a million after a second dose of vaccine between 12 to 17 years old children. and males, the number was raised to 377 cases out of a million. I'm very concerned, says McCullum. This is a public health problem. I think it is incumbent upon individuals to disclose the vaccine status so we can gather more data. A German autopsy study evaluated 25 people. Remember, we talked about this a couple months ago. German autopsy study evaluated 25 people who died unexpectedly within 20 days of being vaccinated. Four of those individuals were found with myocarditis without any other disease signal that may have caused the unexpected death, meaning they were perfectly young, healthy male or young, healthy adults. 20, out of 25 people, four of them died directly from myocarditis and they were fully vaccinated and they had no other health problems. That is a 6.25% myocarditis death rate in that small little test group of 25 people. Think about that for a second. 6.25% myocarditis death rate. That is enormous, and in my opinion, that is starting to expose the real numbers that we're seeing from this. A study published in April 2022 found that increases in myocarditis are statistically insignificant among unvaccinated individuals after COVID infection. Remember, they've been trying to put in the mainstream media over the last couple months that COVID can cause cardiac problems. COVID is causing people that, you know, that are young adult males or young adult, young adults to have myocarditis and pericarditis, even after they get COVID, it has nothing to do with the vaccination. Well, this study right here published in April of last year found increases in myocarditis to be statistically insignificant among unvaccinated individuals after COVID infection. The researchers evaluated 197,000 unvaccinated patients, and there were nine who had myocarditis. None of them died. They all recovered. So there's clearly a problem that's going on here now with this shot, yet Nobody wants to talk about the data on it. Nobody wants to talk about the research and nobody is wanting to recall these shots and held any level of accountability to the manufacturers because, of course, they already set this up. They knew what was going to happen. So this falls on the burden of the American population. This falls on the burden of the patriot population to start coming out very clearly and blatantly putting this data out there. I'll have this data on the on the website. You guys can look at it again today. We try to post articles every single day of everything that's happening. This is our job. Love it, hate it, don't like it, indifferent, I don't care. It is part of our responsibility as Americans right now to get this truth out there, not just because we want to try to wake up other people that may not want to wake up because there's a group of people that do not care. They're in the COVID cult religion now. They have been for years. We've already seen that. It doesn't matter what shows them. They will take it to their death that COVID is their new religion. Those people, there's no waking them up. The aspect of it is, is we have to show 
these banker boy cartels, these Pharisees, these pharmaceutical companies, BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, that we are not going to go quietly into the night and pretend this is not happening right now, that we are going to continue to publish these studies. We are going to continue to repost them on social media. We are going to continue to bring them up on alternative media sites because there's nothing worse than sitting back and having something do some somebody do something to you and you sit there and you take it and you pretend like it's not happening. To me, that is one of the most embarrassing, degrading things the American population could ever do to themselves right now is sit back and act like this isn't happening right in front of our eyes. Exactly what dad and I said and numerous other alt media news sites said the last two to three years that this was going to happen. Yet suddenly we're all just supposed to pretend like it's not because what CNN told us it's not because what Fox News told us not to worry about it because what some news anchor or bumbling buffoon Biden or whatever moronic press secretary he has up there that never answers a question and gaslights everybody says it's not being worried about. They're professional liars. I brought this up in John chapter eight two weeks ago in the Bible when Jesus says your father is the father of lies. He all he does is lie. Lying is his native tongue. You follow him. You do not follow the God Yahweh. He was very clear about these Pharisees in the temple that were the money changers that were polluting, perverting, and deceiving everyone. So be very open when you hear these topics be brought up. Understand that they have no requirement to tell you the truth. They have no requirement to be honest with you about it. I, I flat out heard this even from a sheriff department one time that it does not matter if if they're in the middle of an investigation law enforcement can lie to you with no no recourse whatsoever in order to further their investigation now most good cops will decide to be ethical and not distort and convolute and lie to try to progress something but when you start realizing that it is a duty of these agencies to manipulate the public because that is their overall goal is to harm and control and manipulate the masses at any and all cost. You realize very quickly, once you actually step out of the matrix and you look at what's happening outside of the matrix, every single thing we're being constantly told is a lie. I mean, look at this t- entire this this joke in Congress right now where, I mean, McCarthy, he's already a complete and total swamp rat, and nobody in the Republican parties or the committees will get behind anybody else because they're so convoluted and, in my opinion, so compromised. They're constantly wanting to put this swamp rat back in office instead of putting new blood back in there. Well, it's because they're constantly being threatened, in my opinion, with other elements that are involved. Was Jeffrey Epstein and the Mossad involved in a lot of this with many politicians and getting blackmail on them with recording things they shouldn't have been doing behind the scenes? My opinion, yeah, I think that was Jeffrey Epstein's main prerogative that he was involved in to procure certain children and certain people for other people and then get them on recorded. There was numerous victims of Jeffrey Epstein that blatantly said this. This is why it's always been ironic to me, and I've said this in a sarcastic but in a very sobering way. That Maxwell, Jazane Maxwell, was the first person in recorded history to go to prison for trafficking women and trafficking children to nobody. She trafficked to nobody. Not a single person in the entire world was indicted or was under investigation after they had the documentation and they had her sworn testimony about who she trafficked these young girls to. 
Yet suddenly you hear somebody, oh, they're, they're being charged with this, they're being charged with that, with no evidence whatsoever. I mean, you, you see uh, the, the guy, um, uh, the, the old rocker I just saw the other day that uh, now he's got allegations against him now, apparently, that he had some sexual allegation against him from like 70 years ago now. I saw this earlier, and I, I just started shaking my head, and I was like, is this really where we're at now in the United States? I mean, where it's just – it doesn't matter what happens. If we want to shut somebody up, if we want to shut somebody down, we just make random allegations. doesn't matter if they're 50, 60, 70 years ago, but yet Jusane Maxwell trafficked tra- girls to absolutely nobody in the entire world. Not a single person got questioned, subpoenaed, indicted for being involved in trafficking or buying sex trafficking victims through Maxwell and through Epstein. That shows you right there very clearly the group of individuals that are behind the scenes that were involved with Epstein and he was procuring individuals for them for, they are still in full operation. In my opinion, they are fully operational in pretty much every major government in the entire world. This is how they control things in most cases through blackmail and bribery and extortion. Just my opinion on that, Dad. What do you think? Well, your opinion is your, your 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 opinion is correct, Austin. I mean, these guys—that's what they do. And you know, Jeffrey Epstein worked for Mossad. Mossad's controlled by Israel. Uh, Israel's—you know—Mossad is probably the the best you know clandestine agency in the world. Period. Uh, you know, it's way better than the CIA. Way better than MI6. It's just—it's just way out there, and it's very involved in manipulating governments and groupthink, and you know, and all the different things they have as far as all their agents throughout the world. I mean, it's—it's it's crazy. I remember one time I was out in Montana and I was hiking, and there were a couple of Israeli soldiers out there with us, and we were going to the top of a big mountain range up there. It was a big tourist attraction. You park at like ten or twelve thousand feet. I forgot where that. But I think maybe it could also have been in Colorado. And I remember I started talking to them about Mossad, and I asked them if they were Mossad. They said, "Oh no, we're not Mossad." And they were like, they were like, they wouldn't talk about it. I mean, they were they were like scared to even talk about who Mossad was and what Mossad did. And these were Israeli Israeli soldiers, and I, I thought that was interesting because Mossad has got that kind of reputation globally. I mean, if, if you don't do what they want, you get on the radar high enough, they just you just go away, you just die. It's just that's how it works. And, and the, of course, the guys in Congress know that, too. They know the CIA, Mossad, MI6, and other clandestine groups are all involved as far as controlling the, the, the media and controlling, you know, who's going on and what's going on in Congress and in the Senate. And, you know, with the McCarthy's another just another just another clown show. And, and the sad part about all of this stuff is that, you know, we the people are not being represented in Congress. They haven't been represented a long time ago. I mean, you know, the America that I, I grew up in, Austin, the, the America, you know, the talking Mr. Ed and, you know, and, and, and Bewitched and Hogan's Heroes and, and all these different things that we had, Gilligan's Island, that, you know, the Norman Rockwell America, the, 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 the America that basically, you know, defeated the Nazis and the, the America that went in and did World War One, and the America that basically had the highest standard of living in the world, the highest educational standards in the world. That America's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Now we have people who think they're cats and dogs, and they can identify, you know, as being a cat. And now they're requiring some schools to put litter boxes in the in the bathrooms because the people say they're cats. I mean, it's the perversion is to the point now that it's almost unprecedented. In fact, it's going back to where it was in Genesis chapter six. Not as bad as that yet, but that's what they're hoping for because that's what Jesus said was going to happen. And when you understand that. And you understand who these groups of people are. It starts to make more sense with you. I mean, remember remember when pedophile Jeffrey Epstein was sent 12-year-old French triplets as a birthday gift? Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein abused the girls who were believed to be sisters and sent them back to France the next day. This was for his 50th birthday. 
He was once that 12-year-old French birds as twisted birthday present, it is claimed. Young engaged girls were sexually abused by the wealthy financier and then flown back to France the next day, uh, one of Epstein's accusers' claims. In fact, Virginia Guffrey said Epstein 66 told her the story, and she had met the three girls who were believed to be sisters from a poor family, according to recently unsealed court documents. McGuffrey has accused Epstein and his girlfriend, British socialite Justine Maxwell, of forcing her to become a sex slave when she was just 15 years old in 1999. She also claimed that she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew, then Epstein's friend, three times when she was 17. The Duke of York has denied the claims, but of course the royal family has pretty much disassociated himself from him. And a judge ruled the allegations against Prince Andrew should be struck from the record because they were immaterial with pertinent, with an, an impertinent in the case. And it's, the list just goes on and on and on and on. And this is the group of people who are unbelievably perverted. They, they want to have 12-year-olds. I mean, that's some sick stuff, guys. Uh, you know, triplets. And, and, you know, this guy is that big of a twisted, sick pervert, which I still, by the way, don't think Jeffrey Epstein is dead. I think he had too many dead man switches set up. I think they put a body double in there and hold off the body double. That's my opinion. And a lot of other people feel the same way. But that's just neat. I digress. But, you know, uh, by the way, he didn't commit suicide anyhow. No matter what happened, the body double didn't commit suicide either. So the whole thing, I mean, the cameras got turned off in front of the cell, really, again? No, guys, come on. We can't believe this stuff. We just got to stand here and say, no, nah, I don't believe that. And, you know, I've got friends of mine that are always asking me, you know, well, how do you know this is true and how do you know this is accurate? You know, I guess a lot of it has to do with how many different resources and how many different sources it has on the Internet. When it's in court documentation from testimony, et cetera, under people under oath, it's pretty much pretty true, especially with all these victims that were actually were able to come forward. Just well, there are only all these victims, maybe a dozen or so, uh, was Jeffrey Epstein out of the quote thousand or so girls that he supposedly abused and abducted and did all kinds of horrible things to them on his little island out there in the Caribbean. So I mean, this group of people is some sick, sick people, and we got to understand that their their leader, their head person there, is going to be Lucifer, and that these these priests and priestesses and witches that are working with them and involved in these human sacrificial rituals and all the other stuff that they're involved with. I mean, this is some sick stuff. If you watch that movie, you know, Eyes Wide Shut with Stanley Kubrick, you get a good, you get a good chase, you know, you get a good, good crawl of it. I remember a couple of years ago, this Dutch banker finally came forward and told the truth about what was going on as far as if you want to go higher up into the banking hierarchy as far as being involved with sexual abuse and sacrifice. And you go, well, no, that can't be true. It all sounds so ridiculous. No, it's probably true because you get too many different people talking about it and have been witness to it and they, they come forward on it they start discussing it and then all of a sudden they disappear or they're hushed up or also they're told never to talk about it again or they suddenly commit suicide and you see it over and over again and, and sadly this is just something that the world is being controlled by right now and it's the bloodline families it's the international banking cartels it's the same group that Austin talked about who crucified christ you know basically the synagogue of satan whose father was lucifer all the way back to genesis chapter six it's just who the people are that do all this stuff. And once you understand this, it starts to make more sense. But we've got to stand firm. We really do. With what we believe as far as what God tells us to do. Let me give you some verses. Ephesians 6 1. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6 13. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand. First Peter five nineteen for five nine. But resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, always. Philippians one twenty seven. Conduct yourself 
in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, this is Paul talking, I will hear of what you are standing firm in the spirit and one striving together for the faith of the gospel and with one mind. I'm going to read that over again. I've kind of messed that one up. Conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ so that whether I come and see you or remain absent, I will hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the gospel, faith of the gospel, Philippians 1.27. 1 Corinthians 16.13 says, be on alert, stand firm in the faith, and act like men. Be strong. It's funny. You know, uh, walk like a man, talk like a man, act like a man. <laughs> there's, a point, there's a point in time when guys have to tighten it up. First Corinthians 16, 13, very clear. Be on alert, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. In other words, don't run away and hide. Put on the armor, guys. Women, ladies, same thing. Be tough. Be tough with what you do. Philippians 4, 1. Therefore, my beloved brethren, whom I long to see, my joy and my crown, and this way stand firm in the Lord, my beloved. And we have to get this. We have to realize that you know, our call and our fight is not against flesh and blood. We're to love one another. We talked about that the other day on the show. But we also have to stand firm against these principalities and these entities from these other realms and dimensions. We've got to see that. And if we don't, what's going to end up happening? We're going to just have a problem with it all the days of our life as far as being wishy-washy. We can't do that. We have to stand firm what God wants us to do all the time. By the way, Ron DeSantis is impressing me again. Uh, this is this is pretty cool he's doing this. Ron DeSantis is now ordering all Florida universities to report funds spent on diversity, equity, inclusion, and critical race theory as part of his manifesto for the Citadel of Freedom. Wow. Ron DeSantis wants a breakdown of college funds spent on diversity programs. List for list, ask for a list of advanced expenditures spent on university classes and programs related to diversity, equity, inclusion, and critical race theory. Florida governor is making education a family priority in his second term. DeSantis has earned criticism, of course he has, from the civil rights activists over his policies limiting the teaching of critical race theory in Florida schools. Now, you know, here's the thing with DeSantis. I don't know what his overall agenda is, but I like it when he does stuff like this. I really, really do. I mean, years ago, I remember... I had some folks from Florida State come down, and they want me to donate some money to them. And I finally, you know, just told them no. I wasn't interested in doing that because they were pushing all kinds of weird stuff. Like, uh, they, they, I couldn't deal with their, their homosexual, gay, and lesbian studies. I couldn't deal with all that. And they told me that well, you know, that money basically, you know, if you give any money to the school, if you give them, give us a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks or whatever, you can basically apply that money to wherever you want, and you can just basically use it for something else. And I said, well, the money's fungible. If I give you $1,000 or $500 or $100 for the school and I basically designate it for a certain thing that I want to do with it, at that point in time, you can then take other money from other you know, sources that you needed it from and put it back into your gay and lesbian studies because money is fungible. So I'm not going to be involved with all that. And so I really like the fact that the Sanchez is now ordering all Florida University report funds spent on diversity and critical race theory. It's really, really, really important that they do that because we need to know what our tax dollars are being spent for. If the tax dollars are being spent for and we're being forced through the university system via tax dollar donations because of our taxes, which really aren't donations, it's extortion, then they're being used to destroy the country itself. Don't we have a right to know that? Don't we have a right to protest against that? And I think I think we do. I, I really, really do. And But a lot of people simply don't get that, and they don't want to get that, and they don't want to be involved in any of that. Now let's talk about uh, Damar Hamlin. You know, When will Damar Hamlin wake up? This is an article out of Daily Mail. Will he play in the NFL again? 
The doctor's answer to the most pressing questions is Buffalo Bill still remains in critical condition after on-field cardiac arrest. Uh, some heart doctors believe the 24-year-old Bill Starr suffered extremely rare heart injury. I don't believe that, by the way. They are saying that he is clearly, you know, over his first major hurdle, surviving the deadly injury. I don't think he survived anything. I think he died on the field between me and you guys. I think they're keeping him alive, probably on a ventilator. But that's my opinion again. I don't know that. My deepest condolences to his family because I like this kid. Now questions about his road to recovery and if he had an underlying condition. See, what they have to do is they have to spread this rumor of this underlying condition, you know, these athletes in the NFL are some of the most highly medical surveyed athletes in the world and in professional sports in general, they're constantly getting checkups. They're constantly having their blood pressure checked. They're constantly having their, their cardiac output checked up. They're constantly on, you know, you were running an O2 mask, O2 sensors. They're, they're, they're constantly doing this. These are high performance machines that are basically masquerading as humans. I guess you could say, if you want to call it that, these guys are amazing. They're DNA. And so what's happening is these guys are heavily, 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 heavily monitored all the time. Suddenly suddenly they're saying, well, he had this condition. No, he didn't. He basically, in my opinion, he basically had a problem associated with a a vaccine because, you know, they've said their entire team is vaccinated. Doctors believe the 24-year-old suffered a freak injury where the heart struck at a precise angle at time of the plunging, pumping process that prevents it from getting blood around the body. They say he, had, he has already been clear over the first major battle surviving. Only 3% of the suffering, people who have this type of condition survive if the CPR is not administered within the first three minutes of injury. Medics rushed on the field and gave Hamlin treatment immediately on Monday night after the Buffalo Bills tackles Cincinnati Bagels receiver T. Higgins. But now questions have been raised whether he will wake up and when medics will know what really happened and whether he will play in the NFL again. You know, all of this stuff has become an absolutely publicity nightmare. For the NFL. I mean, they really, really, really don't know what to do because, quite frankly, they're scared right now because this narrative is breaking down, especially because of alt media. Now, now let's, let's, let's take a look at this real quick about cardiac myopathy and all the different things. You know, several cardiologists have come out and said, and they said we can quote them on this, the most likely diagnosis from the little certainty we have so far is vaccine-induced myocardial scarring from prior COVID injection. That remember, the state of Florida has said no young men can be injected with this. Young people can be injected with. They don't want to have an aim of doing that. They're not going to manage any of that stuff. That led to a higher myocardial scarring that prior COVID injection that that can lead to a high adrenaline arrhythmia episode causing cardiac arrest. The chance of vaccine myocarditis scarring and subsequent arrhythmic predisposition is much greater than the chance of comotocin cordialis. Absent vaccine and cardiac injury. Comatococcus is a very rare in this age group. Non projectile comatococcus, even rare. Vaccine myocardial, myocardial star scarring is very common to them. The hit on the way was not a major chest blow. And the Buffalo Bills have stated that they are 100% vaccinated. Had he suffered onset of ventricular arrhythmia at the time of the chest impact, it is unlikely he could have finished a tackle, let, got a, got, let alone gotten to his feet after the play. The most likely diagnosis from the little certainty we have is the vaccine-induced myocardial scarring leading to a high adrenaline arrhythmia. But he only – but he only – the only reason for this uncertainty could be the player's or his family's desire for privacy. Cardiac MRI looking for late enhancement, review of his medical records, including vaccine records in response to those of autopsy, if in a horrific event he should pass, should be offered to the government for free, if not because the most likely diagnosis is vaccine-induced myocardial injury – for the sake of easing the population's fears, 
the failure to do so will be more telling than the results. This this was written. I'm sorry to say this is this is that was actually written very poorly, and I'm trying to read it. But the sad part about it is, is that I believe that's what happened. I believe he had a type of myocarditis, and he had heart injury and heart damage. And I believe this could be exactly what happened with him, and the heart just stopped. And when that happens, you just pass out instantaneously. You just go down, and and it, and it could have happened to him before the tackle. I'm gonna say that too. He could because you know. If your heart quits pumping, you still have oxygen to your brain. You still have oxygen to your tissue. Something else happened here. I mean, he could have had a stroke too. Nobody's talking about that, you know, from the from the spike proteins, which could have just shut him down instantaneously as far as his brain, because they said he was brain dead on the field. Some of the commentaries that I've read. So whether or not we're ever told the truth about any of this stuff is going to remain kind of dubious to me. And I and the, and the sad part about it is, is this young guy didn't deserve this. These vaccines were forced on everybody, you know, in the NFL, and they couldn't play anymore. And and it's sad to me that, you know, this is now happening to him and to his family. I mean, the guy was a phenomenal player, and now we're dealing with all this with him. Sad to me. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, it was interesting because my wife, Lana, had seen some stuff last night about it on social media as far as because this stuff's gotten a lot of publicity now in the NFL. Like you said, they're freaking out because this is – this is not good. You know, this is bad for business, so to speak. And if this happens again now on the field, oh, we got a big problem. And she asked me, she goes, well, why, you know, why did a lot of these guys, a lot of these, you know, NFL players, they're pretty big and strong. And they're, some of them are awake, you know, from some of the stuff I've seen. Why'd they get the shot? And I said, babe, you got to understand the NFL was requiring this in their contracts. And a lot of these guys were getting drafted. 2019, 2020, they're coming out of college and they're stepping into this is their career. All of a sudden, suddenly, they're in this contract, this contractual obligation or this renewal, and they go, oh, by the way, if you want to keep playing and you want to get this another $2 million or $5 million or $4 million bonus in this contract for three or four, five, six, seven million, million, uh, you've got to get the shot. And this is their career. This is what they've been playing for for years and years and years and years and training for, and this has been these guys' big goals. I'm just, just talking a lot of money. It's so all of a sudden you get in this precarious situation where you go, I don't want the shot. I don't need the shot. I'm an unbelievably healthy athlete. Even if I happen to get an upper respiratory virus, it's got a 99.79% survival rate for the general populace. The likelihood of me dying from an upper respiratory infection, as strong as I am, is literally almost impossible. I'm better off getting struck by lightning. I mean, the probability and statistics weren't there. The numbers weren't there. The death rate and mortality wasn't there. This wasn't affecting military service members. This wasn't affecting athletes. It wasn't affecting, heck, me and everybody I know that's strong. You got sick for four or five days. It puts you down hard, and you got back up, recouped, got on some good supplements the whole time while you were doing it, vitamin C, D3, zinc, and you moved on the next week. So taking this massive risk to get the shot made no sense to a lot of people, but what do you do now? The NFL's controlled agency. You're going to a you know a, a, a group or you're going to a team that's you decline to sign that contract. It's not like another team's gonna just pick you up now. It was NFL wide. You get the shot or you don't play. Except for some of the big boys like Tom Brady, <laughs> some of these other guys that said, Yeah, see, um, this is how it's going to work. I'm just not going to get the shot because I'm not going to get the shot. In fact, I'm going to go down to Florida now doing a contract because Florida doesn't believe in any of this stuff. And, you know, I'm going to head out. 
And the problem with it was these guys brought in so much money everywhere they played. Guys like Tom Brady, the NFL had to pretty much capitulate with them. And from what I was told from individuals I know that are in that industry, we said, no, some of these heavy hitters were like, no, we're not taking a shot. NFL was kind of like, okay, you got the shot, check the box off, and uh, yeah, go along with your contract. But a lot of these younger guys, they didn't have the clout to do that. They didn't have the status to do that because they had no significant amount of time in the uh, industry to be able to hold that ground and say, no, I'm not going to take it because the NFL was so bent on trying to prove a point. And then you had the bumbling buffoon administration using OSHA to essentially bluff everyone, which that was. I told everybody that from the very beginning. I said OSHA is a complete bluff. I said there's no way this is going to hold up in court that OSHA, they're using from obscure 1984 law in place with OSHA as far as maintaining health around a workplace or business. A lot of that was to do with asbestos and other compounds. They came in and said, oh, by the way, we can now mandate that you have to get an experimental vaccine, OSHA. And I told him, I said, no, they can't. I said, they have no leg to stand on from a legal standpoint. This will be shot down in the court very soon. I remember a lot of people I knew with jobs, they got terminated. They did, flat out. And now I know a lot of people are filing lawsuits and class actions and everything else with attorneys, which I've encouraged everybody. I wouldn't let the grass grow under my feet one day without filing a lawsuit on a company if they terminated me for not getting the shot back then. It was completely and totally illegal. You cannot fire somebody for refusing to have a medical experiment done to them. It is not legal under any circumstances in the United States whatsoever. Yet there was there were companies that were doing it because they were terrified they were going to get fined $50,000 per employee that didn't get the shot if they had, what, 50 employees or more. And I said, dude, OSHA can't do this. They're not going to do it. I had business owners under the asked me, what are you, you going to do? I said, well, I don't fall in that category. We're a small family-owned business. I said, I still wouldn't do it. I said, there's no way it's going to go through. There's no way this is going to get upheld in court. And sure enough, what do you know, Supreme Court came in and said, you can't use OSHA to force medical experiments on employees. That is grossly illegal, unconstitutional on every level. And sure enough, it got shut down. Didn't stop so many people because remember how they ran the experiment because the whole thing was a psychological operation. They first came in and hyped up the vaccine. They did remember. They told everybody, "We don't, we don't have enough shots yet. We don't have enough shots. Only the elderly can get the shots first. This, it's okay. We'll, we'll have enough for everybody, but only the elderly. There's only a limited amount. You have to get in line as fast as you can. Get in line. If you get in line right now, you can get the shot. Possibly, you'll get it." They didn't have a shortage of shots. They got so many shots right now. They've been dumping hundreds of millions of vials all over the country now because they're going bad and expiring. There wasn't a shortage of them. They use this again as the first psychop. That's one of the first sales techniques. Call to action. It's out of stock right now. It's out of stock. You've got to be here first person or you're not going to get it. There was no limitation. Then they came in and said, okay, well, now healthline workers and medical workers, you're going to have to get the shot to keep your job. And a lot of people kind of took a step back, and they're like, well, wait a minute. These nurses and doctors, they've been through the trenches for the last year. These guys were the ones that were at the hospital. They were the ones that already had COVID. Hospital said, nope, 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 nope. Medical procedures, you got to get this. It's for standard policy now in the hospitals, even though that was illegal. Now a lot of people were able to get the uh, religious exemptions and so forth. They went through with that. Then they take it a step further, and they said, oh, no, no, now – Everybody's got to get the shot. It's available for everybody. If you want to go in and you want to conduct business, you've got to have a vaccine passport. Ah, here's when it started to get fun. They started saying, well, you, you can't be in here if you, you don't have a vaccine passport. 
you're 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 filthy. You're you're exiled. You have leprosy. Filthy, 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 unvaccinated person. Then they started doing the shaming. Then they started doing the psychological shaming on anybody that didn't get the shot. Because now it was your civil duty to get an experimental injection into your body, even though if you didn't want it. It was your duty to do it. Then if you didn't do it, you're going to be publicly shamed. That's what the vaccine passports were about. We're not serving your kind here. You're an unvaccinated individual. Ugh, get out of here before we call the cops. And they did in many cases. Had people escorted out of the premises for not having the shot. Then they came in with the bumbling buffoon ocean mandate. You get the shot or you're getting terminated. Then they went in and said, oh, it doesn't matter even if you continually get the shot. You've got to get continual boosters or we're going to start fining your employer for not terminating you. And then finally it reached the point where the Supreme Court stepped in and said this is completely bogus. And then in 2022, the beginning of it, everybody started going, this doesn't make any sense. We've all gotten the shot. We've all gotten the booster, but yet we're all still getting sick. I thought you said we weren't going to get sick. Well, see – the science changed. You know, it, we had to work at the speed of science. It, it didn't actually ever get tested to prevent transmission or prevent contraction. Um, it just it, – it's, it's slow. It, it reduces your symptoms of dying you know, if, if you can get it. That's not a vaccine at all. That's, that's, a, that's a medical – it's a medical basically device, a medical drug. It's preventing the aspects of side effects if you contract it. There's no vaccination or immunization concept here. Well, yeah, see, how that works is it's actually not even doing a good job at that. A lot of people that are getting the shot are actually dying from the shot. But we didn't tell you that. Um, that was just releasing the uh, papers from Pfizer. The entire thing was a psychop, and we called it from the beginning. This is why it is so important when you see things online, when you hear things on the news, to take them with a mi- minor grain of salt and look at it and say, why are they telling this? What is the theater about? And what is their overall outcome they're doing? You've seen this now in so many cases. Now we see this article that's coming out now where they're talking about in China, they're working on Zika mosquitoes to help vaccinate people mosquitoes. Now we already saw this whole escapade down in South America back in the teens, if you guys remember this. And then remember the whole lie they continue to tell everybody? Oh, the Zika virus is causing abnormalities in birth. Oh, pregnant women get it. They're going to have these babies, giant heads, little heads. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Everybody needs to stop reproducing right now. Stop reproducing. Well, then to come to find out, there were only a couple of cases of that birth defect. And then come to find out, it was all coming out of Brazil. Come to find out, Brazil was the largest global consumer of pesticides. They grew by more than 162% use of pesticides by 2012. According to the latest report, they were the number one consumer of pesticides in the world. Come to find out, the pesticides that they were using, according to the National Cancer Institute, had a direct link between pesticides, health problems, and birth defects. Oh. Oh. So the the whole Zika virus, that everybody was going to basically have these crazy birth defect babies all over the world if they got a mosquito bite was complete and total theater well yeah it was an excuse to start genetically modifying mosquitoes which they did which have in turn caused who knows all types of other health problems throughout different countries when you start genetically modifying mosquitoes now of course china's working on it again they've now said they're working on a vaccine-based virus to be used in genetically modifying mosquitoes so they can distribute essentially vaccine through mosquitoes yes the same country that allegedly gave us covid sars 2 
is the same country that's working on genetically modified mosquitoes releasing vaccines to them. This isn't going to stop, guys. The next phase is going to be 2025. They've already showed us that in the scale with their last test that they did. They're going to produce another one, and it's up to us to not make the same mistakes we did last time. It's up to us to make sure we maintain our health, we maintain our minds, we maintain our souls, we maintain our bodies, and we maintain the truth no matter how unpopular it is. I saw an article earlier now. Disney's lost $123 billion in market value in 2022. Shares dropped 44% last year, the worst since 1974. My response to that is good riddance. Run the price down lower. It's at least encouraging to me because this right here is showing that their valuation, the amount of money they're bringing in, what they're producing is – Garbage, which I've told you before, which means there are less and less people that are contributing to this garbage production based out of Disney, and this means that some people are actually listening. Some people are actually becoming awake. I mean look at how abysmal the Hollywood movie industry has now become. I mean these numbers that are coming out of a lot of these movies are garbage, but yet it's funny because Top Gun Maverick was an anomaly. Because they said, oh, the numbers in Hollywood are falling because of COVID. The numbers in Hollywood are falling because of online streaming, because of Netflix and Amazon Prime and Zulu and all these other streaming. And everybody goes, oh, okay, that must be it. And then all of a sudden you have Top Gun Maverick come out. They didn't have a bunch of woke stuff in it. They didn't have a bunch of perversion. They didn't have a bunch of tranny, transvestite, just nonsense in it. It was a great movie. And all of a sudden everybody goes, oh. Maybe it's not COVID. Maybe it's not streaming. Maybe it's that the general population doesn't like being shamed for nonsensical woke ideology every time they pay money to go to a movie. Oh, imagine that. Imagine that the American populace likes to be left alone, kind of like the country was built on, right? The country was built on primary libertarians. It wasn't built on big government. It wasn't built on Republican and Democratic ideology. It was based as a constitutional republic. Meaning you let me do what I want pretty much for the most part, and I let you do what you want, and we work together in unison. If we have a disagreement, totally cool. We'll come to a mutually exclusive you know, basis, and we'll say, okay, I'll compromise on this. You compromise on that. We'll work together. This is what entire situation that occurred with the Civil War. It was that the North decided they no longer wanted to continue – to allow the South to produce and become so wealthy. So they said, we're going to keep raising taxes. We're going to keep raising taxes. We're going to keep raising taxes. Oh, by the way, did I tell you, we're going to raise some more taxes on you. And finally, the South said, forget about it. We'll sell all of our product over to Europe. We don't need you in the North. All you're doing is continually ripping us off to continually cover your extremely enormous spending. So we're going to head out. And that was the first point where the United States collapsed. The Civil War collapsed the United States. The true constitutional republic that we knew was collapsed at that point because everything about the United States was built on freedom, and that was not based on freedom. That's why it's ironic to me when people come out and they say, oh, the entire Civil War was based on slavery. I'm like, dude, no, it wasn't. Those guys were not that bent on trying to go to a full-blown Civil War over trying to maintain slavery. It was already on its way out in a lot of areas. And what's so crazy about it is you hear people bring up the topic of Emancipation Proclamation, and I always get a kick out of it, not from a funny haha, but how many people actually think that Lincoln did that because he wanted to free slaves. 
There was no moral obligation for him to do that. It was a wartime military tactic that only freed the slaves in the South, which he didn't even technically have the right to do. Slavery should have already been abolished long before that. It was a horrific act that should have never been around, but it was at the time. It was history. That's what it was. Good, bad, it was bad. This is the point that nobody fail, everybody fails to realize with that entire situation. It was not about that specific topic. It was about states' rights, and it was nothing about Lincoln being a good person and freeing the slaves. He was a tyrant to the highest level, and it is ironic to me how the media and the history has continued to twist and manipulate that entire theater of war and make him like he was some great guy that literally murdered an enormous portion of the United States because it turned into a war of attrition. He had the Hessians and the Europeans and the Irish and everybody that was coming in, and they were being conscripted right off the boat. You can see it in that movie Gangs of New York. They were literally getting off the boat from Europe and Ireland, and they were handing them uniforms and a rifle. A lot of the uniforms still had blood on them, and they were just cycling them. So it was a point where the southern states could not keep up with the war fighting because nobody had enough people to die down here. We ran out of people to kill, as horrific as that was. So when you start looking at history, when you start looking at what really happened, make sure you look at the broad scope of things that are occurring. Because remember, the victors always write the history books, but there are always true historians that are around that actually keep accounts of what has really happened. This is why they've done so much they can in the school systems to make people believe that there's so many things that occurred that are complete and total lie, and it was all about maintaining a democracy. I get a kick out of that. Every time I hear somebody say that, nothing about this country was based on a democracy whatsoever. Yet, they continue to lie to the children, they continue to steal from the American populace, and everybody turns around and goes, oh, we need to start wearing masks because the government cares about our health. <laughs> that was the funniest part to me is how many people actually truly believed the U.S. government was concerned about maintaining everyone's health. When you look at the track record of what the FDA and the USDA has allowed to go on all the way from the vaccines to what's in the food supplies with aspartame, with high fructose corn syrup, with DuPont, with Teflon. Dude, the list goes on. You could do that all day long. But yet suddenly there's an upper respiratory virus in the United States, and the government was very concerned about your safety and health. It was a joke to the highest level when you actually see that for what it was. But again, this is why we have to do the best we can to wake everybody up because this is going to happen again. I promise you that it was too effective not to have them try it again in a different theater. But this time we have to make sure everybody is ready for what's coming and make sure you maintain your mental and physical stamina the best you possibly can. What do you think, Dan? You know, the thing with the Hessians and the German troops that came in, uh, some of the commanders in the northern armies, they were saying they couldn't even talk to the troops because they came equipped with their own officers because they didn't speak English. And that's exactly what it was. It was a war of attrition. It was a war of everybody dying. And the southern states couldn't keep up because they didn't have the ability to basically bring in that many more people. And remember, the Rothschild banking cartel were paying for these, these conscripted mercenary soldiers to come in because they wanted to split the United States up so they could control it more easily because the republic is not something they ever expected to have to deal with. Republic means everybody has very specific rights that they understand that were given to them by God, and they're actually laid out in the Constitution. And you have the right basically to have a jury of your peers. You have a right to stand trial 
in front of your peers and you have a right for a jury trial in which you have to have the majority of the jury trial find you guilty. That's not what a democracy is. We, we, we're in a republic, or we were. It's been, it's been terribly altered. That's why the judiciary is so messed up right now. A, a democracy says it's basically a, a hanging party. It's basically a, a mob. If 51% of the people say the other 49% need to be hanged, they take them out back and shoot them. That's a democracy. Uh, or, 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 you know, or hang them. They, they don't. They don't think through, you know, what's happening as far as rights and individual rights. And that's what Benjamin Franklin said when they're coming out of the Constitutional Convention. Convention, he said, "We've given you the Republic. We'll see if you can keep it." And that, and but we we kept it, you know, until the Civil War, in which then the banking cartels, the same groups of people that crucified Jesus, just ones that Austin talks about all the time, same ones I talk about all the time, the same ones that have been around since the Canaanite religions came in and said, we can't control the United States. It's too powerful. It's too strong. You know, Andrew Jackson has come in and thrown out the, the, the banking cartel again. We, we've got to get back in again. That's why so many presidents died in the 1800s, and that's why Woodrow Wilson was so terribly compromised when he finally signed the Federal Reserve Act. It's always the same group that does this. And that's what you got to understand. These, these, this Satan group, this Kabbalist group, has been thrown out of so many countries so many times, but now they've got a really good foothold, and they control pretty much every single central bank in the world except for Syria and Iran you know, and, and North Korea. And, of course, those are our sworn enemies in Venezuela. And so the problem with all of this stuff is that we've got a situation in the United States where we're trying to sit back and look at this and go, wow, how did this happen? It didn't happen overnight, guys. It happened over 100 years, over 100 years. It keeps happening until we stand against it. That's why we gave, we gave you those verses on standing. By the way, here's an interesting article, how the pandemic policy fueled Americans' Adderall addiction. Not true. We already were addicted to Adderall before. This is a type of you know, mineral – this is a, 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 a phetamine salt, a different salts that basically like the Ritalin but worse. A one in eight people are now on ADH drugs. Are you kidding me? Nope. About, right about 16 17% are on ADH drugs after prescription rules were relaxed to keep people at home during COVID. Have you ever known anyone that you know have been negatively affected by Adderall? Get in touch. They're bad. Some 41 million Americans now have an Adderall prescription, estimates suggest. Telemedicine companies are believed to have driven a 16% surge in users. DEA has likened the emerging crisis to the evolving, involving opioids, opioids in, letter, in a letter yesterday. That's a lot of people hooked on Adderall, a lot. And guys, again, it's basically like taking speed. It's like taking cocaine. It's a very, very, very strong drug. And if you have to use it, it's one thing. But don't be taking it just to take it because you need to get yourself pepped up a little bit. Don't be doing stuff like that. I'd rather you take a purple stick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, honestly, take, use some green tea. That's in the purple stick and B vitamins. Uh, one, one, more, uh, one more article here by Horowitz. It says possibly the most – Important study on COVID shots might explain why COVID never seems to end. It's by Daniel Horowitz. Tolerance is a good thing in most aspects of life, but when it comes to the immune system, artificially juicing up the body to create antibodies, these aren't antibodies, they're spike proteins, but long-term tolerance of the pathogen is a recipe for disaster. Amid thousands of papers on COVID and the vaccines, a new German paper published in Science Immunology should be the headline story this week. Although the subject matter is very dense, the implication is that the COVID Pfizer shots and possibly other mRNA spike protein shots cause the immune system to misfire, thereby creating an endless feedback loop of viral immune escape, perpetuating the pandemic in the macro and creating immune suppression in the individuals who receive them. This is why so many people get so sick and they're simply not able to recover after they've had the vaccines. Unless you intervene with a high dosing of supplements, they don't seem to ever recover. 
Wow, guys. Guys, I love you. I had the opportunity to pray for you again this morning. You guys are absolutely amazing. I appreciate you guys. I really, really do. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much again, my friends, for the emails. I've gotten a lot of feedback in the last couple of days. People have been sending me emails, asking me questions, health questions, uh, dietary questions. And so, I, again, I appreciate that. I try to keep up with them the best I can. And that's why we try to do these shows to answer as many questions as we can to encourage people to say, hey, listen, you know, you can do this. <laughs> it's easy once you get involved. I've always said that before because there's been times when I've fallen out of the gym or been on vacation, and it takes about two weeks to really get back involved again as far as with exercising and eating clean. And once you start doing it, it becomes easier and easier and easier to maintain track. And then quite frankly, if you start missing a couple of days, you start eating garbage, you'll notice you're like, man, I shouldn't have eaten that. My body does not like that. Oh, I need to get in the gym, get some cardio and get that out of me. And what happens is your body becomes so clean and starts running so good. You become very, very responsive to what you eat. And once you realize you start getting like that, you'll realize why it's so important to eat the best you possibly can, to take the highest quality supplements as you can, and continue to maintain your overall health. The Maximum Energy Kit on sale for a limited time here, 10% off. Really, really great stack. Supercharge your energy. Four products that are tried and true that I've used. I still use every single day. I take them my breakfast every single morning. Really help out with the adrenals, help out with cortisol, help out with overall energy, bio, bioactive B vitamins, and ultimate multiple. Incredibly good stack. On sale right now for that whole kit for $119 for 10% off at healthmasters.com. So thank you again, my friends, for getting the truth, getting the news, getting the real news, I guess you should say, out there right now. That's actually what's really happening and continue to keep up the fight. I appreciate you. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. If you need anything, give us a call, healthmasters.com. I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.